taught that by our actions, we receive reward. And so we need to do more to receive more. The kingdom is the exact opposite. When we humble ourselves and we say, we wanna welcome the Father's love into our life, when we receive that, we don't have to do anything. Um, at that point, everything of the kingdom comes in us and through us at that point. So it's not an expectation. Hey everyone, welcome to Sum It Up, brought to you by The Summit Dover. If religion is giving you more questions than answers, you are in the right place. So sit back and open your mind with us. I'm Josh Owen. I'm here with Kyle Schweitzer. We got a new co-host tonight, Skylar Hallman, and we're also here with the man with the answers, Pastor Rob Coburn. Hey, awesome to be with everyone. Welcome, Skylar, to the studio. Thank you guys for having me. It's good to be on the show. Well, yep. Skylar, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Well, so uh, I am actually... Grew up in this area, graduated from uh, Garraway High School, really close by, and um, used to come to the church here until I went off to college, but uh, I'm actually back in the area, um, coming to study under Pastor Rob here a little bit and uh, see where life goes from there. So Awesome, Skylar. Well, here, last episode, we were talking about identity theft. Pastor Rob, what was the kingdom key that we talked about? Well, that identity theft is not only rampant in the world around us, but it's rampant in the church. And that's a huge challenge. The emotional stress that that brings on, the uh, the rampant loss of, of energy when we see uh, your identity being sucked from you. And man, we learned how the enemy is focused on keeping us from doing that every single day. Yep. So if you guys missed that or haven't heard it, go back, listen to last episode so you can get caught up on the identity theft kingdom key one from last week. Uh, but we've got three kingdom keys we're going to get to today, correct? Yes. So Jesus receives his identity as a son is one. Number two, Satan tempted Jesus about his identity. So that's very interesting. And then the third one is every believer must journey to find their identity in Christ. So we got three big ones for you today. I, I know that sometimes we uh, we can look at ourselves as we're in an isolated walk uh, with the Lord and uh, and really as a family, uh, the church is a family. Uh, we have to understand how Jesus received His identity first. Uh, that's the first part of our understanding journey before we can actually understand who we are. And uh, you know, we are a son or daughter as Jesus is a son of the Father. And it says uh, in Luke 4, 1, it talks about Jesus was being filled with the Holy Spirit. When he returned from the Jordan, he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So he received his identity from the Father in the baptism. And knowing our identity is the key to finding our purpose. We've talked about dreams and we've talked about gifts and visions and all those different things. But man, we have to know this piece. And Jesus got that piece of his identity. And then the challenge happened. He was taken into the wilderness. Well, Skylar, what I'm I'm curious. You've been following these uh, this podcast and these episodes, and you uh, for identity. What does that mean to you, and from your perspective? Because I know we're all we're all different ages here, and and why you know as far as what Pastor Rob just said about knowing your identity and how you know Jesus' identity was uh, identified as a son. What does that mean to you? Yeah, no, um, I think that's a really good point, and I love how you brought up that. Uh, the point that our uh, identity reveals our purpose. And I think that sometimes in our society, and especially in the church, we can um, sometimes get that backwards. I think sometimes we think that what we do determines who we are. And when and the other way around it is, it's actually who we are is um, our identity. And it's not the things that we do or the 
stuff that we uh, feel like makes us amount to something. You know, it's something that um, it's something that's given to us by like birth and like through our father, like God says, you are a son of mine. Are you a daughter of mine? That means that basically I love you without you even doing anything. You don't have to earn my love for you or you don't have to earn your identity and have a purpose by doing anything. You already have it because of who you are. And so I think that that's been um, a big thing for me is with my personal walk in really um, coming to learn and understand my identity is just like really knowing who my father says I am. Is that hard though? Because when you think about it, uh, it, it's so for so many years I've been told that there's things I have to do in order to, you know, receive love. You know, there is so this unconditional love, and that's I think the importance of the kingdom key is that it is son that he was identified as a son, just like you just said. Uh, why why does sometimes religion tell us that there's things that we do that that we have to do to earn something? Well, religion's always about control. It's always about what have you done for me lately? Uh, or what have you done to attain something lately? And I love what you said. It's not about what we do. It's about who we are. And here's the thing. The, the way that we function in the kingdom is that when we know who we are, we do things about it. The way that religion works is, is you have to do things to know who you are. And it's, the kingdom is always upside down with, with religion in the world. The kingdom is always flipped and so even in all the things going on in the world today, the kingdom is upside down. So you're, you're not, you know, there's many different ways we could go about saying it, but I, I love that point that you made, Skylar, is that we should be doing things out of who we are. And I think that's why the church has been so uh, watered down in the world is because we are trying to do things to prove who we are instead of doing things because of who we are. And that's a huge different perspective that the church needs to grab onto because in the world as as much turmoil is going on out there, if we look like the world, we just lost all of our authority to change it. If we respond to crisis the way that the world responds to crisis, we've lost all credibility to speak into their lives. And so if we're just doing things to show who we are, then we've completely lost the momentum and the force that comes with the choice. I think that's a really powerful key for, you know, a lot of the people in the world that feel lost because they don't know who they are because they don't understand that concept or no one's explained it to them that way, that everything they have been told or that they think they understand is actually upside down. And if you look at it from that perspective, it opens up everything for you. Yeah. I think that in, in our lives, we've been set, we've been taught maybe not specifically told this, but we've been taught that by our actions, we receive reward. And so we need to do more to receive more. The kingdom is the exact opposite. When we humble ourselves and we say, we want to welcome the father's love into our life to be transformed. We call that salvation. But when we, when we receive that, we don't have to do anything. Um, at that point, everything of the kingdom comes in us and through us at that point. So it's not an expectation, as you said. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, something I really love about that, where Jesus has his identity given to him as a son, that's God. Basically, God is saying to you, Jesus, like, I am giving you your identity. You are my son. 
I am giving you my identity. So I think a big part is really where are we getting our identity from? What are we hearing or who are we hearing it from? Or what are we placing our identity in? And I think that that goes right along with this. So, okay. So that's exactly what we just said about us on the earth is Jesus. Um, he didn't have to do anything to get his identity. His identity was given to him and therefore he did things. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Out of receiving. He, he didn't do things before his ministry did not start until he received his identity from the father till he was actually openly called son. Uh, the dove comes or at, like a dove comes down, right? The Holy spirit upon him. And so his ministry begins at that point. And I think it's interesting that the first thing that happens after Jesus receives his identity is he's tempted. He's taken to the wilderness. It says the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness. And so the kingdom key number two is Satan tempted Jesus about his identity. Man, your identity is the key to your attack. If, if the enemy is not bothering you right now, it's because you aren't living in your identity of the father. I mean, if, if you're not a target and here's the thing, we personally are not the target. It's the Jesus in us. That's a target because that's what threatens the kingdom of, of darkness. It's, it's that, that Jesus in us is what intimidates the enemy. But if we aren't living that out or we don't even let that out, you know, one of the greatest things about corporate worship and we haven't been able to worship corporately in a while. And we, that's our choice. I mean, the government hasn't told us we can't, they said they prefer we don't, but I mean, and there's lots of people pounding that drum out there, but listen, they didn't tell us at least in our state that we couldn't meet. We decided to do it out of the betterment for our community and loving other people. That's what we're called to do. But the thing about corporate worship is that we all as believers have the Holy spirit in us. And when we come to worship, the, the goal is to let that out. And so as 100, 200, 300 people, let the Holy Spirit and that, that desire to be in God's presence come out. There is a corporate anointing to worship. And I know that some of you have been in those situations where you felt the corporate anointing. It's because we've let him out of us. And it's not that we've done anything other than we were just the vessel that we allowed to open up so that he could come. And so when we see that Jesus is taken to the wilderness to be tempted, what we have to understand is, is that the, the temptation was to stop him for him to give up what he was just given. He was just given the, the identity as a son and immediately the enemy wanted to take it away. There were specific things that were questioned about the identity too that I know that you that you went into in that sermon. The the specific aspects and that's the target that you're talking about. That's the the idea of of what uh, influence do you have with this identity? That is what the enemy was so scared about is the influence that he now has and what was given to him. So those specific aspects, can you go into those? Uh, what what he was yeah. actually questioning? So so in you can find this in. Luke 4. So if you have your Bibles, go to Luke 4. The first verse says, then Jesus being filled by the Holy Spirit. That's what we were referencing before. Returned from the Jordan and was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days, he ate nothing. And afterward, they had ended after that whole time had ended. He was hungry. Now, 40 days without eating, we're all going to be hungry, right? That's right. Give me an apple, baby. Okay. Um, <laughs> verse three. So, and the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, if, if, he was immediately questioning verse number one when he received his, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Two verses later, are you really the son? Man, 
Powerful. Then we go down to verse nine. It says, then he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, he's immediate. The enemy is immediately a questioning identity. And that's why identity theft, as we talked about in the last episode is so rampant in the church, because what, how does Jesus respond to all these? If you read the red letters in Luke four, it says, uh, after the first temptation, uh, if you're the son of God, command the son to become the stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word out of the mouth of God. He always quotes the word as his defense to his identity. And so if we're going to stand up against the enemy in our lives, the word is our sword to battle with. And I think that I want to talk about the word if as well. So when you say if is that is a big, that's a big thing because you're questioning the, the, what the next part of the sentence you're going to make. So if we're successful, you know, if you're starting a business, if we're going to do, no, it's then you change your mindset, you know, when we're going to do this so that, you know, I know that's like a, you know, psycho thing that's inside your head or whatever, but you know, that that's the mindset that I think, um, the enemy was trying to put into, uh, Jesus's identity is throwing that big if word out. Yeah. Cause if of, is the, lays the seed of doubt, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He, he wanted Jesus to lay down his sonship. And he said, if you do that, I'll give you everything that Adam gave me. Man, that's a lot. Adam gave up this, this dominion power over all the earth. And he says, if you, if you say that I am and you say you're not, then I'll give you all this stuff that Adam had given me. And, and we, have to, we have to understand that we've talked over the last few episodes about what God is asking us to do but also what the enemy puts in our minds so that we don't do what God's asking us to do. If that thing or the thing that you've done in the past or these things he brings up, it's him saying, if you are really who you say you are, then you'll do it. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I think that um, that is a big key of one of the ways the enemy really tries to get at us is not always trying to counter us and say, you're not that, you're not this. I mean, he does that. But I think a lot of the times he tries to get things twisted in our head and let us try to tear ourselves down by making us questioning things, mm-hmm. making us like, oh, was that actually what I heard? Was that actually what I believe? Is that actually who I am? And I think so that I think that that's a very important part to realize during that whole story right there. Yeah. So let's take what you just said and put it in the scripture. So Jesus receives the Holy Spirit. You are the son in whom I am well pleased, all that stuff. And then it says, and the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, he has a point in time where he can receive that and say, I'm going to receive that question, or he can deny and not even receive the question. I think that that's where we as believers get so worn down we get worn out. We do the spiritual battle thing all the time. We're commanding demons to leave and all that stuff. All we had to do is not receive the question. Just don't acknowledge the question. No, I know my identity. I'm not acknowledging the question. This is what the word says I am. That's what Jesus did in each one of these accounts. And that's from the believer's perspective, you know, but what, what about an unbeliever? Like in, and and this, this could be you and you're listening now. And, and it's just, how do you, how do you take that identity on to somebody at this point, maybe not, uh, received the identity yet? Well, it's, we've talked about that too. It's a journey to find this identity. Number one, we have to surrender our will. Uh, we have to surrender what we believe, uh, about ourselves 
and lay it all down at the feet of the Lord and say, here, I want you to take this. I want you to take all of my brokenness, all of who I am. And I want to be, I want to be with you. And I want to understand who I can be with you in me. Um, and, uh, and that's what salvation is all about is saying, I can't get to heaven. There's no way that I can make it there on my own. I have to rely on another person who took the sin from me and took the payment of sin, which the payment of sin is death. No matter what, you can't get out of it. So if you receive that sacrifice on your behalf and receive that, now that person is standing in your place. So when someone looks at the cross and it, it should be us there, right? Jesus took our sin, nailed it to the cross. So now we don't have to. So when they look at, when, when the Lord looks at us, he doesn't see us, he sees Jesus. And so that's, that's the key. But we also have to receive the identity that comes with that, not just the fire insurance that we're going to heaven, but we have to receive what does that actually mean today? And that's what Jesus was telling the disciples how to pray in, in many of the gospels. He says, listen, Pray that my kingdom come, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's not that some magical unicorn comes down and makes this place look like something crazy. No, it's that people that understand who they are start to execute that on the earth and that heaven actually comes through us. And so we have to realize, and that's kingdom key number three, we have to realize that um, salvation is, is the journey that allows us to step into the identity that he's given us. So we leave the old stuff behind, thank goodness, right? We all sit here at the table and say, thank the Lord, we left that old, old stuff behind. But we must understand that this salvation is not just saving us from something. So, so it, it's not the gospel of just being saved from something. It's that we're saved to something. Yeah. And we know in Genesis 2, it talks about 1 through 4, it talks about that he didn't send rain upon the earth because there was no man to manage it. There was no human being to manage, so he didn't send rain upon the earth. And we have a specific mandate to not only have dominion over the earth, but to manage what we've been given. And so when we think about salvation, and I'm glad you brought up that question, when we think about the new birth, you can go to John 3, you can read about Nicodemus, and he thought about going back into his mom's womb, and how does all that work? That's that's pretty whacked out. But, um, but Jesus said, no, you are saved to something. Bring my kingdom to earth. Bring my kingdom to earth. And that goes back to a, a main kingdom key from before that, that you've said, and we've talked about multiple times of change your mind. Yep. And I think I'm just talking to Kyle's question a little bit ago too, about the non-believers. If somebody is tuning in, that's kind of, then maybe this is catching their ear a little bit, but they're not really sure how to go about it. I mean, what we're talking about is you don't need to try and keep doing this or that or the other to try to figure out your identity. You need to figure out your identity. You need to pray about that, find your identity, and then you'll know what to do. Absolutely. I um, want to say just um, from my personal story and um, where I've been and me discovering my identity in Christ has come. Um, I've been born in the church and I've grown up um, believing in God my whole life. And I've heard many different sermons and many different pastors um, speak on things. But something that really had to come to me was I had to listen for what God had to say about my identity. I couldn't just be taking in what I was hearing from sermons or hearing from preaching and stuff. And from I think that a lot of people, because um, I was there, have taken in 
things that they've heard from their leaders in the church and they have applied that without like actually seeking God the Father and saying, what do you say about this? Who do you say I am? I mean, you're the one that is able to validate who I am, not my pastor or not my church or not my friends, but it's you. And I think that that's a very big um, point is like we all have our own journey on this and we just need to take aside that time and be like, you know what, God, like I need you to speak into this and tell me who I am. Mm -hmm. And the only prerequisite to that kingdom identity is salvation. So you can't, you can't receive kingdom identity or even understand what we're talking about today without saying, I need to be forgiven. And Ephesians 1, 7 says in him, we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our sins according to the riches of his grace. It's not about what we can do. We just have to receive what he's already done. And I love that Revelation tells us that that Jesus was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. He died. He died before we ever had a chance to sin. He already died for our sin. That just shows the care and the love that he has for each of us, that he would already pay for that knowing that we might mess up. And this could, I mean, this message could help believers share their faith easier because again, it's not about the do it's about, you know, it's all about identity. It's not about the do it's about the who. Oh, (laughs) there's a title title right there. I like it. All right. You you won't be surprised that this is the title of that, uh, (laughs) this episode. (laughs) That's good stuff. So, uh, yeah, so we have to listen dive into Ephesians one. It's not about us. It it says in there, I've got it in my Bible. I've got it all marked up here about him, 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 he, 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 it's not about us. And so this isn't a journey finding our identity, finding what, uh, what we are and who we are by something that we're doing. It's we rest in him. We receive this identity just as Jesus did uh, when we're born again, we receive the Holy Spirit. In that comes an identity. Our job is just to understand who the giver of the identity really is. Well, what else do you <laughs> say with that? Honestly, I mean, I think uh, when we when we talk about identity and when we're going into this uh, this segment, because I know we have so much more to get into. Because again, it was the laying foundation of uh, the kingdom messages that we went into in the next uh, the next phase of this. Because again, you found out who you are in that in that kingdom. You know, right. as far as your identity, because you just said it earlier, it's like it's going to be a hard time for you to receive this if you don't have that identity, you know, received and then going in. And now how can you become effective in the kingdom? This is where we're now establishing that kingdom on earth now through us. And that's it's that's what it's been. That's what it's said. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that that this is good foundation that's being laid. Uh, so when we get into the kingdom messages and all those kingdom points that you have for those we're able to now be effective in what we're doing. Yeah, I think now that we're really diving deeper into this, I'm realizing we talked before about, you know, my journey and and my absence from the church for years, but not from God. But I was, I guess, just kind of drowning in the dues of religion, right? The, what do I do? What do I have to do? What do I need to do? And, And when I learned about the who of the relationship, that's when everything changed for me. And now everything that I do is pretty, I mean, it's about as clear as it can get, honestly. Right. And if we as believers can rest in who he is and not what we have to do, 
our whole relationship changes. If, if your relationship is focused on things, if, if your wife says to you, I love you because you blank, it's already doomed for failure because there's an expectation of you doing something. It's not, it's about who you are without expectation. And that's Jesus died, not expecting us, not, not having any expectation that we would ever repay that. No, just that we would receive it. And that's where we can go next time. Yeah, I think so. And, and like you said, you know, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't an, if we fail or an, if we sin, it was a win. So right there, it goes back to that. If, and, and he took that out too, cause he knew we were going to sin. Yep. It's amazing. It's amazing journey. And, uh, we all get to, uh, have an option to join it. And that's the thing about life. We have the option to choose him. He already chose us. He did everything he's going to do. We have the choice to receive it. And man, what a choice when you make that choice, how it transforms your life, how amazing life can be. Does that mean everything goes great all the time? No, but it means that we know that the person who gave life, who gave this planet, who created this planet has transformed us into something else. And so we, we just value that. All right. Well, let's real quick, let's just recap those three kingdom keys that we just talked about. Yeah. So number one, Jesus received his identity as a son. That's when he got baptized. Number two, Satan tempted Jesus about his identity. And uh, we're on a journey. We know that, but we must view salvation as understanding what we are saved to and not just what we are saved from. Okay. I think that is a solid three kingdom key explanation right there. So uh, if you guys are, uh, if you guys want to get in touch with us, please email uh, summit up at the summit Uh You can reach out to us on Facebook. Uh, you can call the church here. Rob, what's the phone number here? 330-343-6142. Kyle with the memorization. I, I hope that's right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, if not, we'll post the correct number with the with the uh, links and everything else. But Skylar, thanks for joining us today. And I know we'll have you back for sure. Absolutely. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was a blast to be on the show. Okay. Well, awesome. I hope everybody enjoys it. And I know this one's a little bit short, but we caught some fire in here. We went through some stuff and we're coming back next episode. We're going to continue our identity conversation, hit you with some new kingdom keys next time. We're just going to keep the conversation going. Anything else before we go, guys? That's it. That's it. Okay. Well, thanks again for listening and tune in next time. We'll see you then.